Chapter 6 The guy in the office was a pimply kid with a pink face wearing a red baseball hat. The kid was looking at a phone with his feet up on the counter when I came in. I asked what kind of rooms he had. He said he had a room with one large double bed for $63. I told him that I would take it, and he pushed a clipboard at me with a form. I wrote my name as Earl Campbell. Campbell was a legendary running back, first pick of the NFL 1978 draft, played for the Houston Oilers, which I found appropriate. I slid the clipboard back at the kid, and he looked down at it. I need a copy of your ID, Mr. Campbell. It's in the car. I'll bring it by later. The kid looked at me smugly. 73 without ID. I counted three $20 bills and added three singles to it, put that down at the counter, and said, $63. Next time you open your mouth, the price goes down to 53 County Sheriff's Office is just down the street, right across from the highway patrol. Want me to get those boys up here? Kid, the stakes are low. I can forget the fact that you're trying to extort me, or I can not forget it. You choose, but hurry up. He laughed quietly. I was only messing with you. I said nothing. The boy pulled down a key attached to a fist-sized plank of wood with the number three carved into it. He said, third door down. I looked out the window. The Ford was parked at the end, maybe the 15th door down. I'm already parked up there. Can you give me the closest room to the car? Take your pick, buddy. I said, the one in front of the blue Ford over there. He took the key back and exchanged it for room 12. Knock yourself out. It was hot as hell out, and so damn dry that sweat evaporated before it could form into beads on a forehead. The landscape looked like the color had been sucked out of it, along with the moisture. I walked back to the Ford rental. Twin Forks was not so much a town as a settlement, clustered around a bend in Texas Route 117. It was laid out in a grid, extending maybe five or six blocks either side of the road. The middle two or three blocks of the grid looked like a town. Sheriff's office, general store, barber's shop for the men, hair salon for the women. Institutions of collective living. The edge of the grid where the motel sat looked more like a rocky patch of dirt, with tumbleweeds and buildings spaced widely apart, and nothing but scrub and sand between them. The room was bare bones, but large enough. It fit a double bed, with plenty of space to walk around. Next to the door, a big window faced out to the parking lot, covered by heavy beige curtains. The bed was the same color, beige. On the other side of the bed was the bathroom entrance on the left side, and a wall closet on the right. A cheap drop ceiling went from the front door to where the bathroom area started. A yellow stain spread across the foam squares toward the back. Once the bathroom started, a sheetrock ceiling took over. I figured the ductwork was up there. I opened the closet doors. An empty clothes rack, a shelf, and below the shelf, an ironing board leaned against the back. Above the shelf was a cavity where the sheetrock wall should have been. I looked into it and could see ducts going up to the ceiling. There was a desk with a chair, a TV up on the wall, and a ventilation grid for the AC. 
Elena sat on the bed and put her face in her hands. Then, a minute later, she leaned over on her side and lay her head on one of the pillows. The Glock was on the night table. She mumbled, I'm sorry, I can't keep my eyes open. Do you mind if I sleep? I said, I'm going out for a bit. Don't leave the room, just in case. Okay. A half minute later, she was making a light purring sound. I figured she might have been up for two days or more. The coyotes liked to travel at night, and during the day she would not have felt safe dropping her guard. Hard to get to sleep when rapists and cutthroats are around. When I saw that her breathing was regular, I pulled out the chair from the desk and carried it over to where the drop ceiling ended. I stood on the chair and lifted one of the ceiling tiles, slid the Glock up there, and replaced the tile. The wood plank attached to the key did not fit in my pocket, which I guess was the point. So I took the key off the ring and left the wood in the motel room, locking the door behind me.